Welcome, thank you for joining us on our online teaching at Breton Baptist Church. I was once uh, chatting to a former pastor that I served under, or June and I were chatting to him, and we we're talking about the nature and the culture and the attitude of the church. And he said in a statement that he would want to see more prostitutes and more thieves in the church, which June rapidly responded with her wonderful, witty uh, approach of uh, saying, I am not going to change my profession just for you, pastor. Now, obviously he wasn't looking at anything other than how do we reach those that feel the church is irrelevant, untrue and unnecessary? The church is often so concerned about its own stuff, it forgets its mission. I'm not against policies and rules and regulations in fact, I believe once you follow Jesus, you want to obey his laws, laws that he speaks into our hearts. He wants us to have a healthy life. So as we prepare to look at this text, chapter 10 of Mark's Gospel 1 to 31, we are picking up three controversial issues. Goodness me, we are filled with controversial issues. But Policies, procedures, laws and regulations are there to help us, to empower us to get closer to God. Sadly, so often rules, laws, regulations uh, remind us of how sinful we are. And that's the point of the law of policies and regulations. The law does not set you free. What sets you free is your response to the controversial love of Jesus. In fact, my question for you today, as we look at these uh, three separate parts of the text of uh, Matthew, uh, Mark 10, is what's your response? How do you respond to controversial issues? More importantly, how do you respond to the controversial issue of Jesus' love? We're going to look at marriage and divorce, children, and we're going to look at salvation. We're going to do it in three separate chunks. We're going to have three readings and I'm going to give um, a, a context, the heart of the matter and the point. We're going to have two video clips in between all of this as well. Uh, one is in black and white and one is in colour with loads of different children sharing um, a, a point, which I'll explain a little bit later. So join with me as we open up chapter 10 of Mark's Gospel and we're going to look first of all at verses 1 to uh, 12 as we look at the issue of divorce and marriage mark 10 1 to 12 jesus then left that place and went into the region of judea and across the jordan again crowds of people came to him as was his custom he taught them some pharisees came and tested him by asking is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? What did Moses command you, he replied. They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and to send her away. It was because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law, Jesus replied. But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. And the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, 
but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. When they were in the house again, the disciples asked Jesus about this. He answered, anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. So the context of this, Jesus is being tested by the uh, religious leaders, the um, Pharisees, the uh, elders of um, marriage or divorce, actually. And Jesus turns it around to marriage. The context of this text comes from Deuteronomy 24, verse 1. And it says this, if a man marries a woman who becomes displeasing to her or finds no favour in him anymore because he finds something indecent about her, he has the right to write a certificate of divorce and she must leave that home. Now, the context is two rabbinical views. There's a conservative view and there's a liberal view. The conservative view is that if she performs some kind of sexual immorality, then he has the right to divorce her, such as adultery. Then there's the liberal uh, rabbinical school of thought is... If there's anything he's displeased about her, he can write a certificate of divorce. It could be anything to do with the dishes or not doing the dishes, the, um, not, not keeping the house clean, not doing what he feels she should do with the children, not looking good. So absolutely anything. And so the, the, their issue isn't the issue of divorce. Their issue really is to test Jesus, to try and trip him up. So that's the context we got here. And Jesus responds with the reason why you have this, verse 5, this law, these rules such as this, is because the hardness of your heart. So when you're dealing with a controversial issue of relationship, whether it's a divorce, whether it's adultery, whether it's sexual sin of any kind, whether it's same sex, whether it's dating a non-Christian, a Christian dating a non-Christian, whatever it is, whatever the controversial issue is, it isn't so much the issue that's important, it's your response. How do you respond to that? Jesus goes on to say, it is written that man will leave his family and a woman will leave her family and they will become one. Jesus promoting healthy relationships between a man and a woman. And he's trying to encourage what's at the heart of your issue here. Now, if, 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 if you want to give a good example of marriage, give a good example of a marriage. It was great to hear of um, uh, Ray and Sheila celebrating their 50th anniversary. Hallelujah. Praise God. We need good, healthy role models for relationships. But we can't judge people. We can't then look down on anyone if their relationship has gone wrong. I have been involved in ministering to Christians, non-Christians and Christians who have non-believing husbands and wives and minister to them all. My response is I want to pass on and show you and surround you with this controversial love of Jesus. The, the point here is how do you respond to something that is not what you would sit comfortably with? 
The issue isn't about follow me, I've got it right. The issue is loving people regardless of the situation they find themselves in. Is your heart too hard to respond with the controversial love of Jesus? Jesus made it clear that he wants all people to have a healthy, fruitful relationship between a man and a woman. But we live in a world where love has gone wrong and people are broken. We've got to consider the world that we live in and work out, are we going to follow the sociological position or a theological position or a relational position? Is your idea of helping people to discover the beautiful, abundant, amazing, the boundless, the awesome, the sacrificial, the, the wonderful, amazing love of Jesus, no matter what? Or are you going to stand there with a, a piece of paper and say, our policy is this. And unless you follow this policy, you have no room in our church or no room in the kingdom of God. There are no outsiders in the kingdom of God. There are no outsiders in the kingdom of God. So let us take this passage and remind ourselves that unless you're responding with the controversial love of Jesus, the issue of marriage and divorce is absolutely pointless. We're going to watch a clip of a man who had this controversial love for other people. It is screened in black and white, so um, it's Schindler's List. You know it all too well. And this wonderful ending scene reminds us of a man that's willing to give up everything to show the controversial love that God has placed on his heart. Let's watch this clip. We have written a letter trying to explain things in case you were captured. Every worker has signed it. If I made more money, 
People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I will tell you the truth. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, put his hands on them and blessed them. Thank you. Beautifully read. I hope you enjoyed that clip. Did you catch that bit? Whoever saves one life is considered to be someone who saves an entire world. Doesn't that sound like our Lord Jesus Christ? Just one more. One more life. I can, I can trade this for one more life. Could you trade your life for somebody who is broken, who is less able, less um, in a lesser position than yourself, be it homelessness, be it somebody confined in a wheelchair, would you be willing to swap your life for their life and suffer what they have to suffer, whatever their suffering is? That's the challenge that we have on this controversial love. There's nothing more controversial than the love of Jesus. Now look at this passage about children, uh, children in society, children in the life of the church, children in the teachings of Jesus. And Jesus, we know this passage all too well, reminds us about the importance and the relevance of children, the teaching of salvation through children. The context here is this is adult business, all right? This is seriously adult business. I believe children should be exposed to what we as adults do in ministry so that they can flow into that naturally and pick up um, what is the, the spirit of God moving because they have something supernatural about them. We'll come back to that in a moment. So the context here is this is adult business. The other context here is that People wanted their children to be blessed because they believed by being blessed by God, they were saved and they would have become the people of Israel, part of the people of Israel. Um, the, this comes from the eight days of circumcision for boys. Girls automatically came into it as, um, as long as the men accepted them and didn't kick them out, as it were. Um, but this is the blessing. They saw Jesus, the ministry of Jesus, and they're believing this must be the Messiah, the one promised. Please come and bless my children. And the disciples are rebuking them, and Jesus is absolutely indignant about this. People were bringing children to Jesus. He had no DBS. There was no safeguarding, um, but they were certain that there was something miraculous and um, divine about this man although much of his divinity had not been revealed yet, just miracles performed. So what's at the heart of the matter here? Do not rebuke those that have a simple faith, a childlike faith. Now, there's a massive difference between being childish and being childlike. Being childlike is about being vulnerable, being um, open and being real, being authentic. Um, trusting one another, welcoming one another, loving one another, regardless of background, history, um, attitude, behaviour, whatever, loving 
like a child. A child loves its parents. Even if the parent does something nasty, the child can't help but love their parents because there's a bond between them that is n n like nothing else. And when God reaches out to us, he's got a bond with us that will not separate us unless we separate ourselves from him. So a child, the heart of the matter is having a childlike faith. I have a childlike faith. Sometimes I'm childish, but I'm learning not to be so childish. The point here is using children as an example of salvation. Now, the posh word for the study of salvation is soteriology. Um, and it's, it, it, it's, it's what are we saved from? What does it mean to be saved? Is it ransom? Is it redemption? Is it penalty? Is it punishment? Um, and, and so on. There's, there's about 15, maybe 20 different theological positions on that. Um, but Jesus saying... Do not turn the children away from me, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Be like one of these and you will receive the kingdom of heaven because it belongs to you. I love engaging with children. I love engaging with people that just love Jesus. And they may not have all the theology sorted out. I love talking theology, but I don't like being divided over theology. I love talking about scripture, but I don't like to be divided over because the theology and scripture was not meant to be written for us to be divided over. It's about a relationship and a relationship between child and parent, God and the world. And we're going to watch a little clip of a, um, a series of children um, telling us, teaching us what faith means to them. What does your faith mean to you? Is it based on the controversial love of Jesus that you've experienced, that you've encountered? Are you being childish too often? Do you need to be more childlike? Let's watch this uh, short clip. just believing. It's knowing. While many of us are strong in our faith, others struggle. Faith grows. Faith counts. 
As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honour your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Then Peter spoke up. We have left everything to follow you. Truly I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children and fields, along with persecutions, and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Thank you for that uh, reading and, and I hope you enjoyed the clip of the children sharing about what faith means to them. Now, the final section of our teaching this morning, verses 17 to 31. This is the rich young man uh, knowing that there's something more to salvation than the life and the teaching that he'd become accustomed to. This is a good Jewish boy. The context here is a good Jewish boy in a very well respected and ordered and wealthy family. A family that has obeyed all the laws, taught them to the children, passed them on to the children. The, the young man himself has obeyed the commandments, loved his parents, honoured his parents, loved God, not put any other God before him, uh, before his God. Uh, he's not committed adultery, he's not murdered, he's not coveted. He has the ideal example of what it means to be a godly man. And you and I have met many people who give that wonderful model of what it means to be a good, healthy, solid Christian family. This is that example here. But in this context, also that we have to understand, he knew there was something more than the the, the religious teachings that he'd received, the, the ideal model that he had become accustomed to and loved dearly. He knew there was something more. So he approaches Jesus and he says, I've committed, I've, I've, followed all of those i've obeyed all of those i followed the way that i should go for the glory of god 
But what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? And Jesus looked at him and loved him. This man, he just loved. He loved the, the, the person caught in adultery. He loved the person uh, caught with illnesses. He loved the persons that are um, pushed out of society. He loved the outsiders that the people of Israel put on the outside. He loved them more and he loved the rich people as well. The point here is he loved him or the heart of the matter is he loved him. The challenge here is not just for the rich man, but for the whole of Israel. So therefore, if, 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 if a rich man can't enter the kingdom of heaven, if it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle, verse 25, than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven, who can be saved, the disciples claimed. <laughs> Who's hope? What hope is there? My greatest uh, piece of work on the study of soteriology, the study of salvation um, and the theology of salvation was <clears throat> the um, my piece of work that I did um, on that. Um, and it was called the um, salvation through empathy, literally being willing to step in the shoes of the other person. Jesus steps into our shoes and walks our life. That's a controversial love. Have you got a love that is willing to say, I am willing to walk in your shoes so that you will receive salvation? That is a tall order. That's a sacrificial love. You know, there's a wonderful song called um, called uh, He Bled by Ren Collective. And it talks about this wonderful love, this awesome love, this sacrificial love, this boundless love, this amazing love, this crazy love, this love that goes far beyond the world can ever imagine. That's the controversial love that Jesus puts into our hearts. Have you got that controversial love of Jesus? Because if you have, no matter what policies, no matter what laws, 613 laws in the Old Testament, um, and Jesus smashes through those and says, don't worry about those. What's on your heart? Have you got a heart after my own heart? That's what God is saying to you and me. Don't get wrapped up in what's controversial. Don't stand on the fence of left or right. Stand right in the middle, right in the heart of it and say, I love you. And I'm going to love you regardless of what life you choose. Because I'm not here to change your life. Jesus will do the changing. I'm doing the loving. Because that's what Jesus called me to do. A piece of paper. I'm not anti-rules and regulations, policies and um, rules. Um, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, but are we letting a piece of paper with a policy? Policies aren't designed to stop us doing bad things. Policies are there to empower us to draw closer to God, to do what God wants us to do, to do what's right in the world. But sometimes the world writes policies because they've got a particular view of things. Now, I'm not anti um, scripture. Of course I'm not. I preach it. I love it. When you come close to God, when you are being delivered in God, you want to live honourably before God. But it's not our job to dictate how people should or shouldn't be. Our job is to love them. Yes, we're going to be faced with many controversial issues which we're going to have to deal with. But do, how do we respond to them? That's the question. Uh, Ravi Zachariah does a wonderful teaching on the subject of homosexuality. Check it out. Um, it's online on YouTube. Um, and, he, and he puts these three positions. There's the sociological position, there's a the theological position and there's a the relational position. And he points it all to the relational position. It's all about a healthy relationship with God. If your relationship with God is first and foremost, 
then you'll find a way of working everything else out. Even in our differences, we will find a way of working it out. The point here is, can you look at people and love them? June and I have ministered to all kinds of people, people of same-sex relationships, people who have um, engaged in sexual immorality, people who want to commit suicide, attempted to commit suicide, people that have threatened to kill me, people that have um, robbed us, people that are disabled and live with us um, while we minister to them because of domestic uh, abuse. And the list goes on. We have ministered to all kinds of people and we have learned to love them. Why? Because of the controversial love of Jesus. The controversial love of Jesus is the most controversial issue in the world because it loves the loveless of this world. It says there are no outsiders. And I believe the church should reflect the kingdom of heaven. And in the kingdom of heaven, there are no outsiders. So you want to see God at work. You want to see the power of God at work. Don't be so concerned about other people's lives. Be more concerned about yours. Remember these scriptures. Verse 5. These laws are written because your hearts were hardened. The laws are written because their hearts were hardened. It reminds us that we are sinners. But the controversial love of Jesus reminds us that we are saints. So... Does your heart need softening? Do your, does your heart need to be that of the Lord our God? Verse 15, truly I tell you, whoever does not receive a child will not receive the kingdom of heaven. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it, will never enter it. Do you need to deal with some childish ways and remind yourself that you need a childlike faith? It's quite simplistic, but it's also quite sophisticated. And verse, uh, verse 21, which is the key text for this morning. Jesus looked at him. Jesus looked at them. Jesus looks at you. Jesus looks at me and loves me and loves you and loves them. Have you got that love? Do you need that love? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. So who can enter the kingdom of heaven? It's impossible for any one of us to let somebody in. But for God, it is not impossible. For God, it is not impossible. We're going to give you an opportunity to respond because the issue here is not what you think and where you stand, it's how you respond. Are you ready to respond to God's word this morning? We're going to play a wonderful song that the uh, worship team are going to lead us. And this is your opportunity to respond. Do you need your heart to be softened? Jesus will put his hand around your heart if you invite him and he will soften your heart and he will show you the way. Do you need to deal with some childish ways? Jesus will help you deal with that by the power of his Holy Spirit. And it will help you to reestablish your childlike faith and to elevate you in that childlike faith. And have you got a particular theology of salvation? Have you got the theology of empathy? To willing to stand in the shoes of other people? Are you willing to trade places so that others will receive salvation? That's the call of Jesus. That's the cost of discipleship. It's seriously expensive but completely free. So let us just say, take some time to respond to God's word as we sing together, as we are ministered by his word through worship and then we're going to conclude with a couple of scriptures um, that's going to be read to us before our final hymn.
if you need prayer, click the live prayer and a team of us will be waiting for you to pray with you. God bless you. May you enjoy the controversial love of Jesus.